Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Freedom Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about breaking out of cycles of defeat and moving into cycles of victory surrounded the three feasts of the Lord, the three feast times of the Lord. We're going to be talking about the cycles and seasons of the Lord. We're going to be tying the cycles of God's calendar to the cycles of the gestation, 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 period. gestation period and giving birth uh, because we really believe that God is birthing things in the spirit. And so it should be an intriguing conversation today as we look at birthing cycles of blessings uh, in this season. And so thank you, as always, for watching and for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we enjoy bringing you these podcasts. Thank you for the encouragement that you've been giving us. We really appreciate that. And Beverly, as always, we're glad to get to share some of your poetry in these podcasts. I love them. You do. I do. <laughs> They're very powerful. This one is Eternal Questions. Tip two, tip two, thought slightly, filter in nightly, pre-dawn shadow cast, eternal questions asked, answers formless still, <laughs> does time heal, yet to be seen, caught in between, past, present, future, trinity, trifecta, nurture, Gilead balm applied, heart still open wide, transitions, promise, glistens, stop, just listen, internal noise riot, at last, quiet. Wow. These mics, you can't drop them, Beverly, but if it was, I would drop the mic for you. On that. I love that. We're, we're going to be talking. Uh, let me set you up first about the cycles of the feast and then Bev uh, uh, step in with some concepts of spiritual birthing, and then we'll tie it all together for you at the end. Most of you that follow us know that we're passionate about aligning you with the kingdom of God. We've got a transformation workbook that's out, which is designed specifically to move you into a realm of transformation and make you an agent of transformation. A big portion of that is on alignment. You can get that at lifeoffreedom.site. It's a four-week discipleship course that I know will be a huge blessing to your life because it's been a huge blessing to, to ours and now hundreds of others that are stepping into this power of transformation. But the alignment is based on God's calendar and God's seasonal cyclical cycles, and they're based on Passover, Pentecost and Tabernacles. So if you if I had a graph I could show you where, with a cycle that these are cycles of re, uh, Passover speaking of redemption, uh, Pentecost speaking of provision, Tabernacle speaking of gathering glory or birthing. And so if you could see that as a picture of a cycle that gets birthed and then comes to fruition. Uh, let me give you a few pictures I can think of. Let's say here in Alabama, all the farmers, get your seed in the ground yes. right by Resurrection Day. Why? Because that will go through a cycle of death, resurrection, and then as you get to around the fall of the year, around tabernacles, you will have birthed that harvest, right? Uh, you can uh, see it in a negative way. Uh, how about uh, James 1? James 1, 1 says, uh, desire births thoughts that birth actions that birth sin, right? It doesn't, you just don't all of a sudden decide to do something stupid. You don't all of a sudden decide just to do something that puts you in great danger or trouble. It births. It says your heart gives, yes. gives, gives credence to it. And, and temptation allow, takes hold and you, and it's birth and the seed is sown. And the next thing you know, you're walking in a 
terrible cycle or a terrible harvest that all started with seed. Well, it's interesting that God has designed seasons and cycles so that we get to have redos, I call them. We get to cycle, not linear, you know, moving, but we get to cycle through life. So we have weekly cycles, monthly cycles, annual cycles. These are called Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. Simply put, these are designed for three times a year you to meet with God, get a blessing, and produce a harvest or produce a seed that produces a harvest or birth your future. And so each and every one of us are carrying our future inside of us. We're given all the gifts, all the talent, all the wisdom, all the potential, all the understanding we need inside of us in seed form. And so God's given us these opportunities of these cycles to break old cycles and birth kingdom concepts, birth potential, birth our future out of our own spirits and create a life that God has designed us to live in. Well, and this particular season for me is my favorite. We're in the spring season. It's Aviv, and it's, it covers what we've just come out of, Nissan, Iyar, and headed into Savan. And so we're really excited about all of that part of the process. And for us, we're in a natural gestation period. We're about to have a new grandson. Absolutely. And he will be here in September. So this is a very exciting exciting season for us. This is a long-awaited child. Someone spoke, decreed, and declared, and that would be B, and that would be <laughs> Kent, because we really wanted our grandson to have a sibling because he really prayed, and we wanted him to see God move on his behalf, and that's exactly how personally he's taken that. So there are so many exciting things about this particular season because it's all about life. Everything that has lain dormant is now Comes coming back to, life. back to life, and it is literally that cycle unless a seed dies and goes into the ground, it cannot reproduce. So I just want to encourage anyone that's listening or watching this podcast today that something that you think may have died and may never bring that harvest for you, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's finances, maybe it's your health, do not give up. Do not stop. This is your season to regain all and just begin to decree and declare into that and to believe because God has given us this as an appointment. Season. And you know, I got to, uh, as you're saying that, I know you're about to step into something, but you know, you jog, jog my mind because I'm going to be, I'm just going to share some new information with you that I've, that Beverly helped me glean, which is a very cool concept about birthing in these cycles and seasons. But I got to thinking, you know, you're talking about uh, things that have died, things that have gone, gone, gone aside. Not every cycle produces a pregnancy. That's correct. And, you know, it, it, and, I mean, Lord, if every cycle produced oh a pregnancy, you know, what would you do with that, right? Right. But there, but there are certain cycles there that produce are, yes. uh, pregnancies, and so I got to thinking about that. Some there would sometimes we're just in seasons, and it's and it's okay that we're not producing, you know, anything or everything at that time. But when God's season does come. That's when we need to be ready for it. Well, and those are the times of rest that we, it, it's a theme with us, and which is really, it's funny because that kind of sets me up for more. I'm heading about the biblical themes of birthing, but it has become a theme for us because we're not very good at resting. And frankly, I think that as far as um, outright sin, just breaking the Sabbath. I mean, I, I've had to repent for it because we have never really stopped and taken a breath just to allow God 
to give us a season of rest. So he's absolutely right. The the soil has to rest. I mean, that's just like uh, the the wisdom of crop rotation. You don't work every field. Right. You don't work all of your animals all of the time. I mean, you you have to give them time to rest so that they can conceive. So this takes us right to uh, as far as conception, Romans 8.22, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And what is the earth groaning for? The manifestations Mm. of the sons of God. And so this is what this whole season is really about as as we walk in everything that God has already shown us and we stand on his word and we begin to trust and believe that that harvest, that whatever seed has gone into the ground that it's about to produce. But these are just some themes throughout the Bible, pangs in giving birth, giving, ordained to be in sorrow. It's the human nature of Christ. He is the suffering Savior. Mm. He is the suffering Savior. And sometimes we go through seasons of sorrow, but we we have beauty for ashes and joy in the morning. And then we have, it's proved by his birth, the humility of Christ, a birth, new covenant, the word of God, necessary for salvation. Born again. That's exactly right. Birth is essential to spiritual vision. Birth is a new creation. Birth is a new spirit. Birth is obtained by faith. Birth is of divine origin. So this is the nature of birth. And we're continually, it's birth, death, resurrection. I I think that we each in our own way go through this every single day of our life on one level or the other. You're birthing something, something else dies, then something else is resurrected. And so uh, we have to allow these seeds to go into the ground and we have to continually receive the seed of the word of God so that we can reproduce it. And I think that that's more about this birthing process for us and just understanding that, nope, you don't produce a child every time, but you are continuously sowing seed and you are birthing and creating throughout the process. I wish I had uh, known more earlier. Uh, I guess all of us are that way. When, as Bev's talking about these these cycles and this birthing concept from the kingdom of God and the, and the biblical concepts, but God, we're being blown away in our lives at this point at God's intentionality. Like he is so intentional about what the way everything works it's not randomness it's not like happenstance it's everything's intentional when you just stop and pause and observe you can't help but see even in creation even in all the things god's hand at work and the process that he brings us all through to ensure that we're blessed. Bev's talk about us and resting in the Sabbath. Just that principle alone can be life-changing when you when you see it, but you have to see it. Well, you I can't, it's not a law to be kept. It's something right. to experience. It's, Sabbath was made for man, yeah. not man for the Sabbath. So it's something yeah. you actually have to get by revelation. You have to have a revelation And, and experience of it. it. It's, it's not keeping rules. It's not religion. Uh-huh. It's the way the universe exists and works. And so uh, I've say, I say often I'd rather be a novice in something new than a professional in something old. And I love new revelation. Beverly turned me on to this book. And uh, i got to give credit where credit is due. This is by Renee W. Stein. Uh, title, Everything Old is New Again, A Jewish Midwife's Look into Pregnancy and the Feast of Israel. And uh, I just have been totally 
captivated by this concept. I'll run it with you real real quick here. It'll just be an overview, but it's worth it's worth studying. It's worth getting the book because God is using his seasons and cycles to birth new things in us. Uh, but this simply says, this is a comparative look at two common series of events, those that happen within the womb and the feast of the Lord. Although they're hidden just below the surface, the parallels between them can be clearly seen by someone fully entrenched in both pre-born life and the Torah. Did the Lord of heaven really make a way for you to know him and meet him while you're still inside your mother's womb? Wow. Psalm 139 says, while you were in your mother's womb, I formed you and fashioned you. With plenty of backstory and warmth, this book is for everyone and about everyone. And this book basically gives you the concept how that the gest, I can't say the word, gestation process is identical to the Feast of the Lord. So if you can see this, when you're in your mother's womb, you're actually experiencing the cycles of the Feast of the Lord. That's how you're developed. Oh, my gosh. That is so powerful. So the way a child is actually developed. So in my mother's womb, I am being processed through the timings of the Feast of the Lord. It's in my DNA. My goodness. To then come and live that out on the earth. So let me just just real real quick check this out. This based this is an event. So there's a seven feasts of the Lord. Okay, yes. eight feasts counting Hanukkah, right? Which is the feast of dedication. Event one, the feast of Passover. So in Hebrews, the Hebrews were released from Egypt on the fourteenth day of the month of Nisan. Right, that was when they were actually called released. Every woman's cycle on the 14th, the ova on the 14th day is when it's released. That's right. And so isn't that wild that the very cycle that uh, that women are in on the 14th day is when that egg is released? Isn't that oh it? Yes, Jesus. Beth, going through the 14 generations. Like all the 14th but isn't that interesting? That came after that. Oh, my gosh. So the 14th is called the day of release. That's what it's called in Hebrew from Egypt, the day of release. On the 14th, the egg is released. All right? Event two, the very next feast. So you got feast of Passover, the feast of unleavened bread. All right? So as soon as they were released, they were told for seven days, don't have any leaven, no leaven in homes, right? No sin, no uh, all the stuff that's, yeah, all the stuff to keep the bad stuff away from you. Actually, in this event, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, there has to be an environment totally free of all bacteria so that the two can be one as the ova is fertilized. Wow. And if there's any form of bacteria or any uh, uh, foreign agent, foreign agent anything that would prevent that, that prevents that, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. Wow. That is so powerful. And so on, on, on the Feast of Unleavened Bread, inside the mother's womb for this conception to happen, there is an absolutely pure environment with, as we know, no leaven or no bacteria or no foreign substances. Is that not wild? It is beautiful. All right. And so intentional. This is what we're talking about, the intentionality of God. There, He apparently left no stone unturned. So this is all the first. So this is days. So day one, right, is the 14th day of release. This is for the feast and for the woman. Day two, 
This is when they were they were to start no leaven in the homes. This is on day two. Within a twenty four hour period, that connection has to happen yeah. in that uh, uh, bacterial free environment. Day three, it was the feast of first fruits. All right, Jesus got up on the third day. Right. Feast of First Fruits. It was called a wave offering. So they were to take the first of the harvest on day three in the process of the feast and wave it before the Lord. The zygote is moved through the fallopian tube in a distinct waving motion. How about by hair-like cilia in in fimbria, and this oh, is what exactly produces right. the process of this waving that the connection happens for the conception. That is so powerful. Is that not beautiful? Fifty days later, the fourth event. Fifty days later, the feast of Shavuot or Pentecost. The people of God in these feasts were given a new identity as a nation and a bride. Fifty days after the 14th, the embryo is scientifically recognized as a human being and called a fetus and given a new identity. Wow. On the 50th day, that is the day scientifically, medically, that the fetus actually, that, that the that the seed has actually become, the egg has become a fetus with a new identity. My is that Lord. not staggering? It is. I'll absolutely. move quickly. And then seven months into the process, the event, the, the fifth event is the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah. Trumpets are blown, calling the people to answer the repent, to repent. The preborn's hearing develops this time. Wow. And he can now hear and distinguish sounds from inside the womb. So when it's the feast to hear, that's when the child in the womb. Is this the feast of trumpets? Yes, feast of trumpets. <laughs> that's when the that's when the child in the womb has the ability to hear. Oh my goodness! Is that not mind blowing? It is mind blowing. Event six, seven and a half months later into the process, on the day of atonement, day of atonement, Yom Kippur, a blood sacrifice is required, as there is life within the blood. On this day and this time, the preborn now has a new component that enters his blood called hemoglobin. Now there is life in his blood. My word, hemoglobin brings the life. Isn't that something? Just before the eighth month on the Feast of Tabernacles, Hashem tabernacled with his people in the wilderness. God tabernacled with his people. The preborn's lungs in this process are now ready to receive and move air. Wow. He has he has been prepared the the now the child as a tabernacle for the spirit of God. My goodness. Nine full months then is the feast of dedication. Hanukkah is new beginnings, the dedication of light. The once preborn is now born into the light with light and dedicated to God. Is that not just so profound? So profound. I mean yes. And so there the whole significance of these cycles with the Lord are so important. They they were stolen away from the church in 300 A.D. by Constantine and a whole movement to take us away from the spiritual roots of our Hebraic roots. But the Acts prophesied that in our days, all things would be restored. And so we really believe that part of our mandate is to help you recognize the significance of these times and seasons. Uh, I know that we're giving you a broad spectrum of concept, but it, to me, it's just exciting. Well, but you brought it 
Hi, I mean, those are very definitive details. I mean, and of course, I, I can't help but go back to that teaching that you brought years and years ago about laminin, the very substance that holds our cells together is shaped like a, a cross. Oh, absolutely. I, so all of this is taking place in those first moments, but aligning with all of the feast. I've never seen that the before. The intentionality of God. Everything old is new again is the name of this book. Renee W. Stein uh, is the author. If you, if you, I'm sure you can get that on Amazon. Oh, Somebody gifted it to us, and it is a treasure. So thank you so much for that gift to us. Once again, if you'd like more concepts in this uh, arena as far as the Feast of the Lord, the Hebraic Roots, you can go to lifeoffreedom.site. Uh, I would encourage you to do two things. First, begin to study yourself, but then grab you a transformation workbook. It's based on identity, alignment, empowerment, assignment, and allow God to use you to instruct others in the things of the kingdom of God so that we can begin to break out of old cycles and move into new cycles as God is birthing things into our hearts and our lives during this season. Beverly, would you take just a minute and pray for all of us that in this season that God would use his cycles, his intentionality to bring forth in us, birth in us, his purpose and his destiny and his calling. Father God, we're full. We're full of the word and we we need a place for, for this seed to be sown. So Father, I thank you right now that you are activating every point of light. You are activating every sphere of influence. I thank you, Father God, that those of us who have just been impregnated with the word of God, with vision, with intentionality, Father God, that you bring exactly our assignment, exactly the men, the women, the children that need to hear this word, Almighty God, that you are moving us forward, that you are birthing the triumphant reserve, that you are putting into place men and women who have prepared, who have prayed, who have interceded, who have stood on the word of God and believe that all of your promises are yes and amen, that you have impregnated us, Father God, with vision to go forward. Lord, that even though it seems as the as as though the earth is growing darker and darker, that we have been pregnant and literally are bringing forth and birthing the new light of the new day, Father God, that every single doubt now vanquishes, all anxiety goes, all fear of the unknown goes. Father, your word has mm -hmm. assured us and promised us that you have sent the Savior, that Jesus is a soon coming King mm -hmm. and he is returning, Almighty God. So, Father, Father, we thank you that in this day, in this season, in this time, that we are preparing for a soon coming king, that we're not looking to the left or to the right, but we're looking straight ahead. And you're making all of the crooked ways straight for us because we are a city set on a hill. Father God, we are letting our light shine. And Father, you know the men and the women who are listening right now. Activate, Father God, activate this gift. Mm -hmm. Father, all those who have had seeds sown into this them, who are seed sowers of the word of God, who have sown their finances, who have aligned with the appointed times of God. Let their harvest now come. Let that birthing process now take place. Let that gestation be finished, Father God, and now bring forth the promise of what you have impregnated all of us with. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name as we go forward. Align us, Father God prepare us. Mm. Give us the vision. Lord, let us become more intentional. Let us become more intentional with your intentionality to move the kingdom of God forward. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. 
Well, Beverly's praying, I, I hear that scripture. It says, the Spirit of God will hover over you or yes. overshadow you, yes. and you shall conceive. That's what God told Mary. So, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are overshadowing. Yes, you are hovering over your people, the triumph and the reserve right now, and you are conceiving, yes, bringing Father forth God. that which is inside of us so that we can fully manifest your kingdom and your transformation power in this season. In Jesus' name, for the glory of God. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you, Beverly. That was a great, great day. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, once again, if you'd like more resources, lifeoffreedom.site. Lifeoffreedom.site. If you'd like to come uh, be part of our work here locally, wordalive.org, or you can give at wordalive.org. And if you'd like to track what we're doing here in Alabama, that's allinalabama.org. Once again, thank you so much for watching and listening. We had a good time, and I hope to see you again soon. Be blessed.